Stay tuned for Corporations and Democracy. First you told us only through you could we know God and if we dared to question he wouldn't spare the rod. For you we worked the soil, for you we dug the moors, for you we shed our blood and fought so many pointless wars. Now you try to tell us there's nothing we can do. You say the world around us belongs fairly to the few, but about six billion people no doubt will agree this world is our home. Not your property, it's the commons, our right of birth. And you who would enclose the land all around the earth, our future is your downfall when we cut this ball and chain. You who sacrificed the public good for your private gain. With our sweat we built the railroads, built cities on these shores, but because you own the money, you see that it's all yours We laid the phone lines and the pipelines And then right before our eyes You see these things are taxes paid for You now will privatize Privatize the hospitals Privatize the schools Privatize the prisons For all those who break your rules And preparing for the day When all the wells run dry You see you own the very rain That falls down from the sky But it's the commons Our right of birth water all around the earth. Our future is your downfall. Only cut this ball and shame. You who've sacrificed the public good for your private gain. You claim to own the harvest with your terminator seeds. You claim to own the genomes of every animal that breeds. You claim to own our culture and the music that we play. And with each song that we download to your coffers we must pay. You'd even own my name and you'd say it's for the best. Maybe you'll let us on your radio or our songs can pass your test. You own country, you own western, you say you've given us a choice. You may own the airwaves, but you'll never own my voice. It's the commons, our right of birth. And you who'd own the music all around the earth. Our future is your downfall when you cut this ball and chain. You who'd sacrifice the public good for your private gain. It's the cons, our right of birth. And you who would own everything all around the earth. Our future is your downfall when you cut this ball and chain. You who sacrifice the public good for your private gain. Opinions expressed on corporations and democracy are those of our guests and the host, and not necessarily of the management of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. Good evening, and welcome to Corporations and Democracy for February 26, 2023. This is the program that examines <clears throat> how corporations dominate our democracy and what citizens are doing to replace corporate dominance with true democracy. I'm Steve Scalmanini with co-host Annie Esposito. Today's topic is something I first heard about just a few weeks ago and immediately grabbed my attention. The nation's Medicare program has always been a target for private investors to grab for private profit. And it looks like a new means of doing so is being trialed right now and uh, without any congressional oversight. It's called ACO Reach. And with us today are uh, two guests to discuss how it will affect Medicare recipients if it is implemented. And 
how well it serves the Medicare community. Ruth Carter is chair of the Senior Caucus of the California Democratic Party. She is a licensed marriage and family counselor practicing in Marin County after running a private business there as a professional organizer. Prior to moving to California in the early 1980s, she taught elementary school in New York City for 13 years. She's a first-generation American, a child of immigrant parents. Corinne Fergoni is a retired family physician living in Humboldt County after working for years at United Indian Health Services in Humboldt County, Follow, followed by a few years at the Student Health Clinic at Humboldt State University. That's now Cal Poly Humboldt. She's been a member of Physicians for a National Health Program since the very late 1980s. So let's look at ACO Reach. Is it a new scam to privatize Medicare? Ruth Carter, welcome to Corporations and Democracy. Thank you. Um, I think it's important that we put into context the chronology of how we got to ACO Reach. Uh, okay. it creep, it, it's creeping in. Privatization is creeping in. Um, if we look at traditional Medicare, Okay. Let's hang on a second, and let me welcome Corinne to the air also, and Corinne Fergoni from up in Humboldt County. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. And so, uh, Ruth, please pick up then the the creeping privatization efforts for Medicare. They've been around for a while, so tell us more. Yeah. Um, Just to give it a quick um, overview of it, traditional Medicare... Of the one, let's say, one dollar that everybody spends on medical care, if you're a senior or a person with a disability and you are on Medicare, two cents of every dollar goes to overhead, which means 98 cents is available for health care. Um, one of the first inroads into uh traditional Medicare or original Medicare, however we want to put it, was what's called Medicare Advantage, which of that same dollar, 15 cents at least, sometimes up to 25 cents, goes to overhead and profit to health insurance companies, which means that 85, between 75 and 85 cents of every dollar goes into healthcare. The newest kid on the block is now called ACO Reach. Um, and that, of that same dollar, up to 40 cents goes into overhead and profit. And there's only 60 cents left for medical care. So who does that 40 cents go to? This time, it's not necessarily health insurance companies. It's Wall Street investors and hedge funds, uh, corporations that see that there's a lot of money available in the healthcare field. And so that's where it goes. Mm-hmm. And that's the, t- the statistic that got my attention a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, the, it's well known, been reported for many years that, uh, that two cents of the you know, dollar into the Medicare program goes for actual health care. And then this uh, Medicare Advantage program that's been around for a few years, that is uh, in the rough field, 15%, 20%, somewhere in that range, is uh, it, it does not go into actual health care. 
and now there's a new program that's being tried out in selective parts of the country where the ballpark of 40% does not go to healthcare and goes to investors instead. Regular listeners to the program know how our ears stand up here on corporations and democracy when we hear about investors trying to get into programs which work pretty well the way they are and uh, put them at risk for what they actually provide to the public. To avoid kind of tripping over all these different iterations of the ACOs, accountable care organizations, I think Ruth has a good idea with sort of starting at the beginning. And I want to ask you, Corinne, do you two kind of agree with what Ruth seemed to be saying that uh, the original, merit, uh, I guess it's called traditional Medicare was better than all these variations of ACO that have come since? Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, Ruth gave a very good chronology of what has happened. It seems like, um, um, let me ask you, um, Corinne, before getting on to the, uh, the other ones, right, it just piling on to the traditional Medicare, I think we came up with Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, and was that the beginning of the ACO introduction to our Medicare system? Well, from what I understand, um, when ACO... Uh, ACA, which is the Affordable Care Act that got passed under Obama's presidency, uh, was passed. It was meant to increase the insurance coverage of many more people who couldn't afford insurance. So it kept the system the way it is, that we have these private for-profit insurance companies that provide coverage for people who either don't qualify for Medicare or don't qualify for Medicaid, where you have to have a certain income below a certain amount or don't qualify for veterans administration we have a hodgepodge we have a wild west of healthcare in this country um, it's very complex and because of our complexity the corporations are getting away with huge profits so the ACA allowed more people to get insurance with our taxpayer money and it was a windfall for the private insurance companies but what the ACA also allowed was a small department called the Center for Medicaid which in California is called Medi-Cal Medicaid and Medicare Innovation CMMI and the mandate for CMMI was to fund and approve demonstration projects that show that they can improve quality of care and decrease costs. So it covers the gamut of healthcare and most of the projects are small, such as if a person with diabetes wears a glucometer, do blood sugars actually improve? which of course would save money because there's less complications. But what happened was this ACO reach came in and because the woman who runs the CMMI, her name is Liz Fowler, she was a previous insurance executive and she's one of the many that go through the revolving door between private <laughs> enterprise, private for profit enterprise and government positions. And so they started approving this new program called ACO REACH. And because it's a demonstration project, meaning does it improve quality, does it decrease costs, it is under the radar. There is no congressional oversight. So they can basically do what they want. And what has happened now is there are investors like Ruth 
talked about, who have lots of money, they pool their money, and then they pay a middleman to take money from the Medicare trust fund, a bundle of money, and then distribute it supposedly for care, for health care for seniors and for people with chronic disabilities who qualify for Medicare. But out of that bundle of money, they, the investors expect a 25 to 40 percent return of their money. So if anybody is out there in the audience that has a couple of billion dollars in their pocket and they want to make a quick return, this is the way to go. Because investing in Medicare is one of the most lucrative investments anybody can make. And that's been shown um with graphs. I mean, there's one company, United, that shows the revenue that they have gotten out of extracting money from Medicare is $100 billion a year. That's not all profit, but they can get that much money out. They can get it more out of Medicare than they can out of cars, out of food, out of any other services. Okay, so these, Very uh, lucrative. these uh, ACOs started under the uh, Obama plan and we're now with a pilot with ACO REACH and REACH believe it or not stands for Realizing Equity Access and Community Health <laughs> but what we have right now is uh, Medicare Advantage or as Ralph Nader the consumer advocate Ralph Nader says Medicare Disadvantage um, so Ruth do you want to talk a little bit about what people are looking at now the Medicare Advantage option that seems to have a lot of uh, strange things attached to it. So let, let me just go back a little bit. Okay. Traditional Medicare, Medicare, uh, CMS, Center for Medicaid Services, pays the provider directly. There is no middleman. One of the issues with traditional Medicare is that it's only, um, it pays 80% of allowable fees. So there's another 20% that isn't paid for. And often people who are on Medicaid, in, Medicare, including me, will buy what's called a Medigap policy. It will pay that 20% that's called the gap. Again, where do you get these Medigap policies from? health insurance companies, and that's one other way that they continue to make incredible amounts of money. So traditional Medicare, there's no middleman, except if you get one of these Medigap policies. Medicaid Advantage starts then becoming, there is a middleman between the government payment and the provider, whoever it may be. It's the hospital, the nurse, the doctor. There's the middleman called a health insurance company. And that middleman obviously wants to get paid for their services, whatever it may be, I don't know. Um, I don't see any advantage to it personally. Um, I love traditional Medicare, but anyway, the middleman wants to make some money on it, and that's where the difference between the 2% and the 15% comes in. Their overhead is not anything like 15%. There is a lot, a lot, a lot of money in healthcare, and health insurance companies have been profiting ever since uh, Medicare Advantage came in. Um, and I agree. The, the, one of the things about, I don't know if anybody who's listening or if you two are on Medicare 
when it comes time for Medicare enrollment, I am bombarded with offers from uh, uh, companies that call themselves Medicare Advantage providers, bombarded with them. And it sounds good. It does sound good. You, your upfront payment is less. The benefits seem to be more, but the the devil is in the details. You know, they offer things like vision. They offer uh, gym memberships. They offer, uh, I, I can't even think of all the things that they offer, but it sounds so good because you're paying less. However, again, the devil is in the details because when it comes push to shove, often claims are denied you don't even get the service because it's been denied it's called denial of care what many people have found is that often and this is true with aco reach also in in this trial period that um patients who have been denied care because they've not been approved for the service if they appeal it over 90 percent of the time those denials are reversed. However, the percentage of people who are willing to appeal this denial is very small. I don't know the exact number. So you can see they deny care, so they make more money, and this is exactly the same thing that's happening with ACO reach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the way people get reeled in is that the monthly rate is lower and there's the offer of gym membership oh my and all of this kind of thing but when you really get sick uh you you might not get the care that you desperately need at that time um that's when i what i've heard about this um can i can i add something oh yes with please med- i was going to ask medicare you. advantage they cherry pick and they lemon drop they cherry pick they go after healthy seniors which is why when you turn 65 be prepared whenever that is and there's the medicare enrollment period you will get as ruth said inundated with postcards with letters with advertisements and the postcards i've gotten postcards that look like they're from the government and then in small writing it says this is not county government this is not that uh Cal state government, but they try to lure you in. And there is a good reason they want the younger seniors because they're healthier. And um, they, they then develop contracts with a limited amount of hospitals and providers. So once a senior signs up for Medicare Advantage, they're limited to those providers and hospitals. They do no Medicare Advantage program has a contract with any cancer care center in the country. So mm-hmm. if you develop a cancer that is um, a rare cancer or needs very elaborate treatment, you may not get authorized for for the treatment you're wishing. At which point, as a senior, you have an option to leave Medicare Advantage. But if you leave Medicare Advantage, you can enroll for traditional Medicare, but you may not qualify for the Medigap that Ruth referred to, that Medigap supplemental insurance, because this is the one time that, this is from the ACA, the ACA got rid of pre-existing conditions, which was a really good thing. I mean, people could not get insured because they had a baby in the past and that was considered a pre-existing condition (laughs) but they had cancer in the past it it ranged but this is this was eliminated except when a senior leaves traditional medicare 
after a year of being in it, and they will not, they may not qualify for the supplemental insurance that covers that 20% that traditional Medicare doesn't cover. And if the supplemental insurance says, well, yes, we'll take you, but we're going to charge you higher premiums than the rest. So this is all allowed under the Affordable Care Act. Now, is there cases where people are um, shunted from their regular Medicare into one of these ACO things without them even knowing about it? Yes, and that's a whole other a whole nother yep. story, which we can definitely get into. Medicare Advantage has been very successful in enrolling over 50% of seniors in the nation with good reason. They promise all these things with our money. I mean, I don't get it on traditional Medicare, but my money that I paid into traditional Medicare is now going to these Medicare Advantage programs to lure seniors with these offers of vision and hearing and gym membership. Um, but because of good at slick advertising, inundation with information, and seniors would then feel like they're given a choice and they sign up for Medicare Advantage. Well, that leaves 48 to 49% of seniors like me and like Ruth who are in traditional Medicare. And in come the Wall Street investors, the private entity firms that go, well, we can make a lot of money by investing in this Medicare scheme. And this is allowed now by this CMMI, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, as a demonstration project. Medicare Advantage is, has congressional oversight. It's harder to deal with in terms of if we want to try to get rid of it because it's, it's, it's implanted in Medicare. But ACO reaches a low-hanging fruit without any congressional oversight. And therefore, it's getting away with with really bad things, really, yeah, really bad things. I mean, like there's murder. no way. Getting there's away with no murder. way. If you if you keep forty percent of the money you get from the Medicare trust fund, how can you pay for health care? Yeah, and it sounds like just about anybody could be one of these insurance entities. Um, and so, so, Ruth, I'd like to ask one more uh, about one more iteration here, which is the the um, under Trump, it, the Medicare uh, Advantage became one more step corporate, even I think, than before the DCE. Do you want to talk a little bit yeah. about the DEC, which came after the Medicare Disadvantage and before the ACO reach, if I have that right. Yeah, I, I can say um, direct DCO, direct contra- DCE is direct contracting entities. Well, this was developed by the Trump administration to further privatize traditional Medicare using of the same some of the same elements as Medicare Advantage. And just like with Medicare Advantage, DCE gave capit- gives capitations, we should talk about that, gives capitation payment, pay- payments to middlemen called direct contracting entities. DCEs are allowed to keep what they don't pay in health service, creating a dangerous incentive to restrict care. I mean, it, it's, it's so serious, that, and people are not aware of it. So uh, run, run that by again. They get to keep part of what they're paid for a certain service? 
Yeah. So let's just say, for an example, sixty-five-year-old enrolls in a Medicare Advantage plan. Mm -hmm. They're fairly healthy. Government pays the health insurance company. Let's just I'm making up this number: a thousand dollars a month for this particular person, Mm -hmm. whether or not they use any services. That's twelve thousand dollars a year, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. As they get older. They get to get more money in this capitation fee. If they have, this is another tricky little thing, if they have any kind of condition overweight, let's just say, Mm -hmm. there's a specific code they can use, and that's to up the amount of the capitation. So let's say that's 1.5%. So now we've got a $1,500 capitation. If they can upcode enough, people, government can be paying the health insurance companies for a patient for up to ten and fifteen thousand dollars a month, a month. Oh my God! And that's, but that's, that's. I think I heard you said that, but that's for a service to take care of a patient. They may or may not deliver any or some fraction of that, right. and they still get that paid. That is correct. That is correct. Wow. One of the premises of traditional Medicare is that people should be able to get services when they need them, you know, depending on the severity of their illness. Mm -hmm. And it was a fairly equitable um, and actually social justice was involved in when Medicare was first introduced. um, So that uh, there's a wonderful movie. Kareem, what's the name of the movie? Power to Heal. Power to Heal, which talks about how um, Johnson, as the president, was able to get uh, hospitals to desegregate in order to get Medicare money. Oh, to get federal money, yeah. And it was a really big step Mm -hmm. in doing that. But anyway, um, traditional Medicare is called fee for service. Mm -hmm. So if if you need a service, the government pays a fee to the provider. Medicare Advantage is different, even though often patients have to pay some kind of copay depending on the service that's provided. So this capitation, the more they can upcode, the more money they're going to make, whether or not any services are provided. Yeah, that's stunning to me. Yeah, and and traditional Medicare, every service received is funded to some degree correct and there's no middleman taking any of that that profit so in this new program it's like a monthly payment will be will be made by medicare to these new organizations tell me the name again in a moment the health insurance companies okay and but they may or may not fund the service so so some of the um the original entities that are providing the this insurance, I, I guess, uh, thanks for that explanation, too, because this is very confusing. The, the capitation is where the um, providing entities or the insurers are given a lump sum depending on the amount of enrollment they have. And the fee-for-service is, you know, you get uh, a f- just what it sounds like, whatever care you get, you get a amount of money for that particular item. Um, and 
that was sort of a supposed to save a lot of money, abandoning the fee for service and changing over to this capitation thing. And Corinne, I wanted to ask you how you thought that worked. Did they save a whole bunch of money by doing that? No, they didn't. Not at all. Um, now, there are some studies that say that there was a minimal amount of savings. Some studies say minimal amount of, of loss. Um, but it's created a whole new bureaucracy, and it really doesn't work. Capitation, people who legislate healthcare love the idea of capitation because it's a way of controlling physicians. It's a way of controlling hospitals because um, there is a myth that fee-for-service promotes overuse of services. And it doesn't. The Americans in this, in, in this country do not use services any more than in any other industrialized country. As a matter of fact, they use services less. So it's based on the wrong diagnosis, which is that we overuse our services. And the prescription they came up with was capitation. You, you pay only a certain amount and then the physician has to work with that amount to uh, they don't get more if the person turn, t- develops a very complex disease. And some of them actually save, if they save the money, they actually are able to participate in getting some bonuses. So it can interfere with the autonomy of a physician making clinical decisions about health care. And it's insidious. Yeah. And it gets even worse with the ACO reach. Now, a big difference between, you talked about direct contracting entities. There was an uproar about direct contract entities. It changed its name to ACO Reach. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. We wanted to terminate it, but instead of terminating it, they changed the name and made a couple of little changes that didn't really change anything. And that was just recently in the Biden administration, am I right? Yes. Okay. Last year, yes. And they gave it a very nice name as Bruce said, realizing equity, access, and community health. But basically, they are incentivized to take advantage of underserved communities because the way they do it is they get extra money for every senior that they get who lives in an underserved community in a poor community. And then with this idea of upcoding, which Medicare Advantage uses to get more money, and so do the ACO REACH programs use, the Medicare Advantage programs use it for medical diagnosis, asthma, hypertension, obesity. The ACO REACH programs use those diagnoses and upcode make them more complicated without providing more treatment. But now they can use social determinants of health. Social determinants of health are probably equally as important, if not more important, than medical diagnoses. Examples of social determinants of health are pollution, exposure to pollution, exposure to violence, exposure to poverty, poor nutrition. All of that affects our health. We know that. But now the ACO REACH program is allowed to use those determinants and upcode. They can get more money if they can show that the seniors that they've enrolled have are affected by those social determinants of health. But they don't need to provide more care. They don't need to. Let me take a moment and tell listeners we're speaking with two guests about what looks like the newest scam to privatize Medicare. It's called ACO Reach. 
And we're speaking with Ruth Carter. She's the chair of the Senior Caucus of the California Democratic Party. And Corinne Fergoni, she is a retired family physician in Humboldt County. And if you would like to ask a question, make a comment to us, the number to call here at the station is area code 707-895-2448. So we've abandoned the traditional Medicare and... uh, this was kind of boiled over under Trump when they had the direct contractor uh, format. And now Biden has come along with uh, ACO Reach, which pretty much the same thing, except maybe they changed the name and there might be some slight differences. But, um, Ruth, let me ask you, uh, uh, the the entities, uh, oh, do we have a call? We do have one okay, call. Okay, we'll give preference to our caller. Okay. Listener, you're live on the air. What is your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, I'm, I'm Frida. I'm calling you from the coast. And I would like to ask about how come, um, what is AARP's role in, all, in this advantage? Um, and why do, what do they gain from this huge push that they are uh, delivering to us, and I will take my, I will take, I will listen off the air. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Corinne is nodding her head here. Yes, right, right. Get ready for a surprise here. But uh, AARP is making millions with a connection to United Healthcare, which is one of the biggest private insurance companies. And every time that someone enrolls in a Medicare Advantage program through AARP. AARP gets a hefty commission. So AARP is invested in people enrolling in Medicare Advantage. Simple as that, huh? Mm-hmm. So I, I was going to ask about uh, how these are cosmetic changes between the Trump plan and the Biden plan mainly, and that uh, there were a lot of contractors uh, that come alive when there's these opportunities to make a, a lot of money come forward, uh, such as Corinne was saying, how would you like to do that? This is your chance. You can make this huge uh, profit. Um, so are, are we dealing with mainly the same contractors, Ruth? that we, under this new pilot program, under the uh, the um, ACO reach that is coming, are these the same people that we were dealing with before under the Trump plan? Oh, and we have another call. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, okay. I can say yes, yes. Some of them are, and some of them are new. And the other challenging part of this is that not many of them know anything at all about health care. <laughs> or the medical profession. Often, many of these companies are, as we said before, Wall Street. They know about making money. They do not know about healthcare, and some of them are really bad actors in, in this uh, particular context because they have been um, accused. Have they been accused of fraud? They've been accused, I mean, this whole thing with the upcoding, they've been accused of that type of fraud, they've been accused of overcharging. I mean, the bad actors are very, very prevalent in the ACO reach uh, contracts. Okay, let's uh, take our next caller. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. What's your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, this is Robert. I'm calling from the coast. 
And I'm turning 65 this year. And as the, our guest stated, I'm bombarded with all kinds <laughs> of stuff. What do they recommend for somebody turning 65? I'm healthy but and active, but um, what can I expect? Well, I think there's one organization called HICAP, which is not paid by any health insurance company. And if you make an appointment, they will sit down with you. I, I think it's virtually now. They will sit down with you and go over everything. Do you need a, a, um, a prescription, a supplemental policy, who are your doctors, um, what do you foresee as your medical needs, and they will make a recommendation and give you lots of choices. Obviously, okay. both Corinne and I think that Medicare Advantage is not the way to go um, because it is so fraught with so many, so many problems. And how do you, how do you understand why people on limited income are attracted to something like Medicare Advantage? It's just don't get sick. If you sign up for Medicare Advantage, <laughs> don't get sick. And if you get all the care you need, and a lot of people are happy with it, all the other big thing, which is much more mm, uh, philosophical, is that it is draining the Medicare trust fund. So by 2026 or 2028, there may be no Medicare left. So that's a hypothetical idea which doesn't affect us in the day-to-day -day now, but if there's no Medicare, we will be affected. Pretty soon. <laughs> Pretty yeah. soon. So and I just, I, pardon? I was, I was going to ask, uh, how, can you tell our caller how to get in touch with HICAP, how you spell it and how you find them? H-I-C-A-P, just um, Google it. I could do that right now. Well, just... Do, do a web search. We, we don't use that G word on the show. But. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. You no, duck, duck, go. You <laughs> duck, duck, duck. <laughs> I'm going to drop the first caller. Thanks for calling, though. And, yeah, caller, you are other. live on the air. What's your oh, first name and from where are you calling? Hi, guys. This is Yasmin and Lalala. Mm -hmm. Thank you for this such important show. Uh, we need to talk about this all the time. <clears throat> Could your guests explain... How did we end up with partnership health? What is it? And why are Americans so resistive to standing up for single-payer health care? They throw that socialism out there, and everybody goes, oh! mm -hmm. Okay, I'll hang up and listen to the radio. Okay. Thank you for the show. Thanks for your call. Well, let me just say that I am a fierce, fierce advocate for single-payer health care. And um, my newest meme is... Single payer health care will save Medicare. ACO reach will be its death. Mm -hmm. okay. So, why? I, it, it, it's not logical. It makes no sense. People, I mean, I know that the, you know, scuttle buddies, oh, it's socialist. We better watch out because that word, it's socialism, you know, scares many people especially for my generation, not necessarily as much for the younger generation, but single-payer health care will save money, everyone will be covered. Um, the, the, the labyrinth of uh, 
machinations one needs to go through to get health care in this country is abominable. The United States is at the bottom of the list of several things among high-income countries. We're low on the totem pole for um, uh, life expectancy. We're low on the totem pole for healthy aging. We are high, the top country in the world in terms of cost per person. So it makes no sense. I'm actually going to yeah, go go ahead. Well, Everyone God, God, would be saving money. Yeah, Each the, of us would be saving money. The government would be saving money, but healthcare health insurance company executives would not make the money they're making. Yeah, the, one of the issues I like to add to that is that it affects our international competitiveness because we're throwing so much extra money at this issue instead of at other investments and stuff that's you know the uh, you know manufacturing and, and you know things that make America would otherwise make America a whole lot greater. Hang on a second, we have another call coming in. Hello, caller, you are live on the air. What's your first name and from where are you calling? I'm calling from Redwood Valley. Redwood Valley, okay. First, I want to say yes. Thank you very much for this program and for all the corporations and democracy and. To everybody listening, stay as far away as you can from Medicare Advantage. Don't take anything that's offered to you that sounds like Medicare Advantage or that is Medicare Advantage. It's very dangerous for all sorts of reasons to everyone. So stay away. And at 76, I have just started... I've somehow gotten on a calling list, and I get a call a day, and I've blocked a number, but I still get voicemail from an insurance company, and I, I know enough to just ignore them, but stay away from Medicare Advantage and do whatever you can to get our government to pay attention to what's happening and to what's happening to the Medicare fund. And again, thank you, everyone, for all your work. Okay, so uh, that's good advice from the caller. Stay away from Medicare Advantage. Uh, and thanks and for your call. And its new iteration, which is ACO Reach, which is just uh, a rebranding. They just changed the name. But it's basically the same thing all over again. Eight nine five two four four eight again, if you'd like to get into the program. Karina, are you muted? No, no, I okay. just didn't want to. It is not the same as Medicare Okay, Advantage. I take it, it all back. Tell me, play it on me. <laughs> okay, um, Medicare Advantage, individual seniors can sign up or not sign up. ACO Reach approaches primary care physician practices that range from anywhere from 10 physicians to 50 physicians. They convince the physician organization, the administrators, to sign up with their company the ACO Reach company. And once they, the, the physician practice has signed up with this company, the company has access to the claims data of all the seniors that are being seen by that practice who are still on traditional Medicare. They then get aligned. That's what they call it, aligned. But they're really assigned or scooped up into their entity without their consent 
or knowledge without their consent or knowledge. Incredible. And yes, it is incredible. And then they get a letter. This letter is very generic. And if a senior does read through it, I would, if I got a letter like that, I'd throw it in the garbage because it doesn't say I won the lottery. It doesn't say I need to pay any <laughs> bills. It just says you've something gobbledygook. If a senior does read it, and there's a lot of seniors that do, they call the company and they say, I do not want to be in your ACO reach entity program. And a very pleasant voice on the other end says, sure, you can leave anytime you want because these seniors still have traditional Medicare. Mm -hmm. They can leave. However, what does that mean if you are in a rural area or if you are in an underserved area? It means you have to leave your primary care physician and you may not find another physician in the area that can provide services. That disrupts continuity of care. And continuity of care is a basic building block for good care because your physician gets to know you. They know your problems. They know what works, what doesn't work. You now have to find another physician, which may mean you have to go out of the area. Okay, all of our lines are lit up, so this is going to oh. be a, a, a busy uh, busy rest of the program here. Caller, you are live on the air. What's your first name and from where are you calling? And the two other callers, apologies, I have one of them on hold, and I will put the other one on hold, so we'll have to wait your turn. So what's your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, this is Fred. I'm calling from Yorkville. Mm-hmm. I am on Medicare, I'm 76 years old, and I'm also on one of those Medicare Advantage plans, and I'm starting to have serious doubts. I pay them $310 a month to supposedly cover what Medicare doesn't, but then I still get bills. So I'm paying for Medicare, which they take out of my security. I'm paying to this Medicare Advantage United Healthcare, $310 a month, and then I still have to pay. And it's something fishy about that. And I'd like to get off of it. What's gonna happen to me if I tell them to take their Medicare Advantage and stuff it? Ruth, do you wanna take this one? Yeah, I just wanted to say, something doesn't sound right about um, the description, it sounds more like a Medigap policy than a Medicare Advantage policy. Um, so I would recommend that you, um, I found, I put the URL for HICAP in the chat. Uh, so, uh, Steve, if you want to read it out, that would be a great way, I think, for you to start figuring out what's going on for you. And I'll read that okay. quickly here. Uh, it's uh, HTTPS, but, you know, the usual colon, slash, slash, and then it's CA Health Advocates, in the plural, dot org, slash, HICAP. So again, H-I-C-A-P. H-I-C-A-P. And again, CA yeah. Health Advocates, dot org, slash, HICAP, H-I-C-A-P. H-I-C-A-C? P, as in uh, Penelope. <laughs> High cap. Okay. I'm going to check into it because I think it's a, it's a smoke and mirrors game that they're working on me. Okay, Fred. Uh, Hartman goes on and on about it every day. Yep. <laughs> and and yeah. that guy's one of my gurus. <laughs> and if I understand... Uh, okay, well, thanks that... a lot for your show. Okay. I will uh, go to that website okay. and find out what's really going on. Thanks, Fred. 
Bye-bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And before I pick up the next caller, so if I understand correctly, it's uh, you, got, you all would recommend that he drop that program, move back to regular uh, traditional Medicare before no, he, any... I'm sorry. Before before he is on traditional Medicare, he's paying. It sounds like he's paying for the supplemental insurance. Now the supplemental insurance. When I signed up, I got the best, and they are trying to get me off of it Ah, because they don't want to pay everything. I don't have any expenses, but I pay over two hundred dollars a month for that extra Ah, insurance, and they've gotten rid of it. And it sounds like the caller got a less than. a less than optimal care yeah. plan. Okay, and let's, cap may let's be see what the next caller has to say. Hello, caller. You are live on the air. What's your first name? And from where are you calling? Robin from Willits. Hello, Robin. Yeah, um, I wanted to put in a word for my mother. She's dead. But <laughs> we moved to uh, California for her to get an abortion because it was illegal in Florida. Hmm. I don't know. It was illegal here now. But she... When I was a young child, she was always expressing her absolute, she said, medical should be, um, should be socialized. She was using the S word, which wasn't popular in the day, because I'm 70 and I was about, I don't know, nine. But she kept saying it, and it got in my head, and and she meant it. She was, I wanted to put her word in because she was talking at people about it. Well, and let's I see thought what, she was right. Let's see what our guests have to say about that. I believe, I mean, I, th- I think I'm correct to say that the you know, whole idea of a socialized me- uh, medic- medicine program uh, goes back to the era of the New Deal. Yeah. So, well, she was adamant about yeah. it. She, And I well, thought... I'd do something for mom. She dead. She's <laughs> all, right. all over the place with that. Hi, mom. And I, it's still true. Let's see what they have to say. Thanks for your call. Okie doke. But the public, you know, health care, we say, is a right. It's not a privilege and it's not a commodity because we don't have a choice when we're sick. You know, if I had chest pain, I'm not going to look up in the, in, in, on, Duck, duck, go, or the G word to see where I can get the cheapest, most econo- econ- economical care. I go to the closest hospital, or I go to where I think the, I can get the best care. And so we are beholden. We're to. We're not regular consumers. Healthcare does not follow market forces. It just isn't a service that works like that. It's not like buying a dress. It's not like even buying some food. It's, it's a service that should be provided for everyone. And if you want to call that socialism, we can call it socialism. If you take the profit motive, if you take the greed motive out of health care, and that's called socialism, so be it. Okay. Yeah, let I, me I take, just want, I, can I add one thing? Uh, go ahead, Ruth, and to the, to the caller, please yeah. hang on there for another moment, and we'll get to you next. Um. One of the organizations we both of us work with came up with a calculator, an individual calculator for someone who's not yet on Medicare and a calculator for people who are on Medicare so that everyone could take a look to see how much would a single-payer system cost them individually. And I did it. Single? I mean, uh, just for me, I would save... $7,000 a year 
$7,000 a year if we went to a single-payer system. I had my son do it. He's in a different state. He's in Virginia. He's not 65 yet. He would save $17,000 a year. So now we, if we multiplied this by all of us, that's a lot of money. That's a big chunk of change. On top of that, government would save in California, it's estimated that California would save $400 billion in the next 10 years if we went to a single-payer system. So the arguments against it are stupid, just stupid. <laughs> As opposed to threatening Medicare solvency, which we're doing right now. Well, let me see I'll if put, I'll put the... Um, the I, 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 I put the... I put, good. Yeah, I put the address so that people uh, for the calculator so everybody can do it for themselves. I put that in the chat. Okay, and let's see if this caller is still actually uh, waiting for us. Hello, caller. Are you there? You're yes, on the air. What's your first name and from where are you calling? Uh, my name is Eris. I'm calling from Albion. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to avoid um, one of those... Um, well, anyway, I'm with Humana, and I want to know if that's an advantage plan or if I succeeded in not having an advantage plan. So that'd be Humana, Humana, whatever it's pronounced. So, Korean, you're nodding in recognition there. Well, Humana, which is how I say it, doesn't mean it's correct, um, is an insurance company. Whether it's, it's in, it is involved with ACO Reach and it is also involved with Medicare Advantage. Uh, once again, you, I would recommend what Ruth said, go to HICAP and find out if there's other whether you're in Medicare Advantage or in using Humana as a supplemental for your traditional Medicare, they can help you figure all of that out. It's designed to be so confusing, so we don't know what we're doing. So we can sign up for these very lucrative enterprises mm -hmm. um, without us knowing it. By the way, an example of an investment firm or a, a business that has invested in an ACO REACH program is Amazon. Amazon has invested in a primary care practice south of San Francisco. But I also want to say, because of the education that you two are providing in this program and other people and demonstrations, there is, Liz Fowler can no longer approve additional ACO REACH programs to sign up to take advantage of Medicare. It is now at 132 programs. They cover about 2.1 million seniors and they can they can applicants can no longer get approval to become an ACO reach program. However, Liz Fowler and her ilk are convinced that privatizing all of Medicare is the way to go. Mm -hmm. So they will study what are the how Medicare Advantage works, how ACO REACH works. They will take elements out of those and come up with yet another program that will be profitable and will take money out of the Medicare yeah. Trust Fund. Yeah, I, okay. I just wanted to add one other thing to what Corinne said. Along with people not not having permission or not, not gaining their permission to put them in an ACO REACH program, it's almost the same for physicians. 
um, I was listening to a physician um, who said he got what a similar letter to what Corrine said, saying, "Oh no, you, you don't. The, you don't need to answer this letter. It, you know, it looks like one of these form letters." But that his practice that he's a, an employee of was going to become an ACO reach provider, and he said, "Wait a minute, this doesn't seem right," <laughs> and so. Um, I, I'm going to call and find out about it. And it turns out that it, it seemed to me that his choices were either to become an ACO reach provider or not work. Hmm. We have three so ICAP is my only choice to find out how I can actually have reasonable coverage but not be part of the advantage and all that other stuff. That's a question. It's a good resource. Yeah. Yeah, it's one resource okay. to go. It's okay. I thought I had done that, but apparently not. Well, and let me re-mention it to you. That's cahealthadvocates.org slash HICAP. That's H-I-C-A-P. And we are and about thanks. out of time, too. We have a couple too. minutes to go, and so thanks for your call. And and there, there was one other caller there that I don't think we'll be able to get to. So I wanted to spend a moment also talking about the Physicians for National Health Policy, I believe it's called. Program. Program, oh, program sorry. And so, um, uh, but before that, let me read the last, uh, the, the second item put in the chat here. Uh, that is the... Uh, uh, Medicare for All Savings Calculator, so I will go ahead and read it, but uh, it's uh, healthyca.org slash medicare-for-all-savings-calculator. <laughs> so once again, you know, all the, sli the, the colon, slash, slash, and all that, but then healthyca.org slash Medicare slash four slash all slash savings slash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a <laughs> Medicare dash four dash all dash savings dash calculator. And let me squish in here real quick that President Biden could change the ACO reach with all the pitfalls with a flick of the pen. And now we need to thank our wonderful guests. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Very good. And thank you for gracious, gracious, uh, you know, uh, chatting among each other and taking calls from our listeners. That might be a record in calls for this program, but it worked very, very well. We have about 15 seconds left in the program. So thank you again to Ruth Carter and Corinne Fragoni. Thank you. And this has been Corporations and Democracy. We are here on third Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. The next edition will be on March 16th. For further information about the issues that we deal with here on the program, you can go to www.thealliancefordemocracy.org. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.